Thank you. What awesome, awesome music tonight. If you take your Bibles and turn to Deuteronomy 6, Deuteronomy 6, uh, I made a couple mistakes, Pastor, uh, this morning. You're saying only a couple? I know what you're thinking. I made a couple mistakes to, uh, this morning, and I did not introduce our school board. So I would ask our school board if they would stand at this time. Our school board, if y'all would stand at this time. Ocala Christian Academy School Board. And uh, thank y'all for everything that y'all do. They work tirelessly um, in helping, um, helping us with the decision-making process for the school. And I really, really appreciate it. And there's one other person I want to uh, recognize tonight with great gratitude. And it is my wife. Now, she has been under uh, the weather for the past few days. It's not COVID, so don't, don't get nervous on me. But um, I just want to thank her for everything that she does. And, and I would not be able to do what I do if it wasn't, if it wasn't for my wife, Ann. And I, I truly, truly uh, mean that. Deuteronomy 6, Deuteronomy 6, and just out of reverence for God's word, I just ask you to stand. Deuteronomy 6 is going to be a little lengthy. We're going to read quite a bit here. So Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 1, and this is what it says. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments, which the, which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that ye might do them in the land whither ye go to possess it. That thou mightst fear the Lord thy God to keep all of his statutes and his commandments, which I commanded thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and observe it to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers have promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart, thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and thou shalt be as frontless between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and thy gates. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land, which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and, and wells digged which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, and when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware, lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shall swear by his name, Ye shall not go after other gods, or the gods of the people which you are round about you. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among ye, lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee from the face of the earth. Ye shall not tempt the Lord your God, as ye have tempted him in Massa. 
Ye shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies and statutes which he hath commanded thee. And thou shalt do what and thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayst go in and possess the good land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, to cast out all thine enemies from before thee, as the Lord hath spoken. And when thy son asked thee, asketh thee in time to come, saying, What means the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord our God hath commanded you? Then shalt say unto thy son, We were Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders, great and sore, upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh, and upon all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from thence, that thou mightst bring us in and give us the land which he sware unto our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to do all thy statutes, to fear the Lord our God, for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is at this day. And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God as he commanded us. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, Lord, I, I thank you, Lord, for um, the opportunity, Lord, that we can come and, come and worship you, come to your house, Lord. Lord, I just pray that the words of, of, of this message, Lord, uh, will go out among us. Lord, I just pray that um, I will not say anything, Lord, that you would ha not have me say. Lord, I just pray that um, your word will be proclaimed very, very clearly tonight. I just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. COVID has plagued our nation now for nearly about a year and a half. Last year, schools shut down. Many went online to this new concept called Zoom classes. In fact, I was, I was, I was joking, but I was serious. Um, about a year and a half ago, when we, Ocala Christian Academy, decided to go on Zoom classes, I didn't even know what Zoom was. I did not have a clue. But very quickly, we learned um, Zoom classes. Um, some school districts across the country did not, um, they didn't offer uh, learning, other learning platforms. So many of our children just lost an entire year as a result of COVID. In fact, o Ocala Christian Academy has actually experienced this challenge through our entrance exams this year. Many of our students that are coming into Ocala Christian Academy um, are behind and as a result of COVID. Ocala Christian Academy um, made a decision to keep the institution and the school open. And as a result of that, God did indeed bless. Uh, many people have asked about the enrollment this year. I'm just going to give you um, what we know so far. Um, we are in excess of 500 students this year. God has, has richly, richly blessed us. This is not about um, our faculty. This is not about our staff. This is not about Randy Osborne. This is about Jesus Christ. Um, and if you look at on the right and the left, it says, not I, but Christ, not I, be Christ. That is, the, that is the theme that our school has this year. And it's not about us, but it's about Jesus Christ. But as the, but, but as the schools, um, over, over time throughout the United States, they begin going, 
sending their children to, to um, online video learning. Parents actually began watching those online learning classes and they found out what their children were actually learning. And it wasn't just reading, writing, and arithmetic, but they were discovering philosophies, ideologies, that were things such as the term critical race theory, um, which by the way has been in schools for nearly 30 years. The only difference is it's actually been termed, um, coined a term, and most people, most parents never knew that it was actually going on in our school system. They also, parents also learned that the children, that their, their students and children were learning how to, how to hate other races, how to hate your country, how to hate patriotism, how to hate authority, and how to deny the very existence of the very God that created them. Parents discovered that their children were being indoctrinated into Marxism. And many parents were absolutely in disbelief. And for the first time, they began looking through their students' textbooks. And they found out that the public school system has been brainwashing our children for many, many years into anti-patriotic, anti-God, and anti-constitutional philosophies. Many of our founding fathers warned us about this potential of this actually happening. One of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, and he was the founder of five universities. His name was Benjamin Rush. In 1791, he actually stated very eloquently, he said this, Surely future generations won't take out the Bible out of schools. In contemplating the political institutions of the United States, if we were to remove the Bible from schools, I lament that we would be wasting so much time and money in punishing crime and would be taking so little pains to prevent it." End of quote. But see, Americans, they've been lulled asleep by the government's babysitting service called public school system. But I've got some good news on the horizon. As a result of COVID, parents have begun paying attention to what their children are being taught. Many school board meetings across this state of Florida, as well as the nation, have been filling up with angry, angry parents, calling out school board members on the radical Marxist indoctrinations that our students are, are faced with on a daily basis. And I would also encourage Christians who work in public schools, teachers, administrators, you have one of the greatest missions in America, and do not compromise that mission. Do not compromise it. Tonight I'm going to give you four points on Christian education. If I was to give a title to this tonight, it would be the reason for Christian education. The reason for Christian education. And tonight I'm going to give you four points on Christian education. I'm going to give you the purpose of Christian education. I'm going to give you the plan of Christian education. I'm going to give you the positive outcome of Christian education. If you notice all those P's there, you got that? I'm going to mess this last one up. And then I'm going to give you the testimony of Christian education. First of all, the purpose of Christian education. Tonight, 
The reason for Christian education is, first of all, if you go to verse 2, look at verse 2 for a moment. Verse 2, this is what it says, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all of his statutes and his commandments which I commanded thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son all the days of thy life, that thy days may be prolonged. And then secondly, I would say this, the purpose of Christian education is secondly, is found in verse 5. It's to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thine soul, and with all thy might. I want to go to Mark 12 for just a moment. Mark 12. And if you go to Mark 12, you'll find in verse, I believe, 28. And what happens here, I'm going to kind of jump down, but what happens is, a bunch of Pharisees and the scribes got with Jesus, and they're always constantly, constantly trying to test Jesus. They're always trying to catch him as such. So they went to them, him and they said, Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? What is the greatest commandment of all? In verse 29 of Mark 12, it says this, And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. In verse 30 it says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, that with all thy strength, and this is the first commandment. And it goes on, and the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love the Lord thy neighbor as thyself. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And in, in Matthew, you'll see another account of that. And basically what Jesus is saying is, is if, if those two commandments are held, if those two commandments are held, all the other commandments fall in line. All the other commandments will fall in line. If those two are held, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and secondly, love your neighbor as yourself. Tonight I would say to the parents, <clears throat> the purpose of Christian education is for your young person to love the Lord your God with all their heart. Amen. The second thing I would say is <clears throat> the plan for Christian education. The plan for Christian education. When we look in Deuteronomy, we look at basically on what this entire chapter is talking about. It's actually referring to uh, the children of Israel are preparing to go into, into, the, into God's holy land. They're getting ready to go into the promised land that God had promised the children of Israel. And before they did, God laid out very, very strict um, orders for the children of Israel. And he was basically referring in this entire chapter, he was referring to the education of their children, the education of their children. And one of the things, if you read in that chapter, and I won't get into a lot of it, but if you read in that chapter, God not, not only um, directs the education of children, but he also goes on and warns Israel if their children are not educated in biblical principles. So the second one I would say is this, the plan for Christian education. 
If you go to Deuteronomy, if you go to uh, chapter, I'm sorry, into verse 7, verse 7, it says this, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shall talk of them when I sittest in thine house, and when I walkest by the way, and when I liest down, and when I riseth up. Tell me, tell me how you can send your child to a government school that teaches anti-God philosophies all day long. Tell me how you can do that. And you think you're going to deprogram your child for a couple hours in the evening. How are you going to do that? Most parents, they take their, their, their child to school or they drop their, their school, their child is uh, taken to school via a school bus. They go to work, they work all day. Uh, they get home. Sometimes kids are in aftercare. They get home at night. By the time they get home, it's around six plus at night. Now it's time for supper. We get supper going. Supper's done. You get the kids, oh, get your homework done. Let's go to bed. And the next day you do the very same thing again and again. Tell me how that you can sit and spend the same amount of time that that child has been in that school all day long being taught godless, godless philosophies. Tell me how you're going to spend a couple of hours and deprogram that child. You cannot do it. It's impossible you cannot do it. And I believe God's word is very, very clear. If you look at this, in verse 7 it says, And teach them diligently unto thy children, and talk of them. When thou sittest in thy house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou riseth up. And it goes on in verse 8, And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and thou shalt be frontlets, be as frontlets between thy eyes, and they shall write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. See, the, the plan is very, very simple here. You live it, you breathe it, you walk it. And it's the word of God in your young people's lives. Consistent, godly living, day out, day in, day out in front of your children. That's what that's about, consistent, godly living. You cannot compartmentalize your faith. You cannot do that. If you believe this book, then it can't be I believe it on certain days. I, can't, I just believe it on Sundays. How about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? How can you take and send your child to a godless school and expect something different out of it? How can you do that? And then the third thing I would say is positive, the positive outcome. The positive outcome are results of Christian education. And it goes on to say this, that your days may be prolonged. Look at the last part of verse 2. That thy days may be prolonged. What is the outcome? Godly living, living out your faith will prolong your days. The Bible also goes on in Proverbs and other places is, is a children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. And it goes on to talk about your days being prolonged. 
Here in Deuteronomy, it talks very specifically, if you obey these commandments, if you raise your children upright, your days will be prolonged. And then the second thing it talks about is, is that God will protect, protect you from your enemies. Look at verse 9. To cast out all thine enemies from before thee, as the Lord has spoken. To cast out all thy enemies. The majority of America, Americans, claim some faith of Christianity, some belief of Christianity. Um, majority of, America, um, of Americans in the United States would say that they have a Christian, a Christian faith. If that was the case, and Christians were to raise their children, according to Deuteronomy 6, America would be a different place today. America would be a much, much different place. The battles would not be out there with, with critical race theory. The battles would not be out there about, uh, about hating authority. Those would not be the battles because we have effectively raised our children from the Bible perspective. The third thing I would say on this, on the positive outcome, is God's blessings upon your life and on our nation. In verse 3 it says this, Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and they may, that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. I'm just going to take a, a minute for a thought on this, and I know that God is talking about Israel. But I believe it's extremely applicable today. Our founding fathers built this nation on a biblical foundation. They went to God's word constantly for direction for this great nation. The reason that this nation has become and did become so great is, I believe, because of this biblical principle right here. Here, therefore, is an observe to do it that it may be well with thee, and they may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers have promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. You can say that the United States of America has flowed with milk and honey for many, many years. You can say that America has increased mightily. And it's based on a biblical foundation and a principle of our founding fathers. And you look at America today, and America is crumbling before our very eyes. And it's because of the very things that God has warned us about here in the book of Deut Deuteronomy. And then the fourth thing I would say is this. The testimony of Christian education. The testimony of Christian education. You see... When we were raising our children, and they, they do not come with instruction manuals. I, we found that out really, really quickly. There's no instruction manuals when these little bouncing, beautiful little babies, um, God gives them to us. And, but there, there is an instruction manual. We just didn't kind of quite realize it um, 
when our, our, our first baby was, was born, Heather was born, but we very quickly realized that there is a manual, and the manual is actually God's word. Amen. And, and there is blessing to that, there's blessings to that manual. Train up a child in the way he should go. You cannot take and, and go to a secular organization and expect them to raise that child in the way they should go. You cannot do that. But God will give that increase. If we do what God has commanded us to do in this regard, God will bless that. And you say, well, I've done everything I was supposed to do, and, and God is, and my, my child has, has, you know, has weighed from, from God's word. Okay. And it's something that, that the pastor had, had told, had talked to us about one time was this. That's true, but never, never, never compromise your standard because there's always a place for them to come back to. And I believe, you know, in my heart of hearts that God will bring that child back if you do what God has called you to do. But I will also tell you this, that it is a testimony of Jesus Christ. It's not what I do. It's not what I've done. It's the testimony of Jesus Christ. It's about Christ. It's nothing about, about you or about me. And in verse 20, this is what it says. And, and when thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, What mean the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord our God hath commanded you? Then thou shalt say unto thy son, We were Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders, great and sore, upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh, and upon all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from thence, that he might bring us in to give us the land which he sware unto our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes to fear the Lord our God for our good always, and he might preserve us alive as it is that day. You see, one thing that I am, I am extremely um, passionate about is history, is history. And it looks like that God's word, um, history was important too. Because basically what he was saying is, when those young people are in that land and when they're born and when they're, and when they, when they're reared in that new promised land, don't ever, tell, don't ever stop telling them from where they came from and what God did for them. You see, in America, we have blown that. We have blown that. Time and time again, God has miraculously um, spared America over the years. Our founding fathers, there's stories after stories after stories how God has blessed America, how he has given protection to our leaders. I think of George Washington um, and, and, and some of the things that, that was reported later in his life where that people were shooting at him. He had bullet holes through his coat and he was never, never faced with it. And it's because of God. It's because of God. Our founding fathers understood that. But we in America, we have lost that history. We have lost that history. And I would say this to Christian education. Christian education needs to make sure that they never lose the history, the history from where we came, the good and the bad of the history, the good and the bad. 
of the history. And then the final verse on 25, it says this, And it shall be righteous, our righteousness. If we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God, he has commanded us. And it shall be righteousness. You see, there's an awakening in America, I believe, right now. Um, parents across our nation are focusing on their children's education because they have actually seen um, this past year what our children are being educated with. The godless philosophies have been infiltrating public education systems for many, many years. And America is now reaping what it's sowing. Parents, grandparents, guardians, placing your young person in a government education is no longer an option for a believer. It is no longer an option for a believer. I remember even five years ago, six, seven years ago, I'd always, I knew what was, I, I knew what was right, but I just didn't want to talk about it, and I didn't want to come out there and, and really say it. And I would used to say, when people would talk about their children's education, and I would say, you know, you need to do what God has led you to do. I would say that, and I still say that. But I just, I'm sorry, I don't understand. I, if you read God's word, God's not going to lead you to put your child in a godless school. He's just not going to do it. And then I've heard, I've, heard this, I've heard this one. Well, my son, my daughter, is going to a public school because they're going to be a missionary. I'm just telling you, I'm getting to be an older guy. I have never seen that work out. Never seen that work out. It's almost like a lot move. You know what a lot move is? It's where Lot said, you know, I'm going to hang out to the most ungodly city I can, but I'm not going to go in it. I'm just going to kind of hang out the outside of it. Before it was over, where was he? He was, in the, he was inside the city gates. He was inside the city gates. Young people... God has never put young people in that, in that position when there's options. Never. You see, Christian education will teach the love of God. Government education will teach to love other gods. Christian education will teach God made man and women in his image. And there's no place for racism. Godless schools will teach racist ideologies. And it's not just man and woman, it's about 30 other different names that they want to name them. Christian education will teach to love their nation, to love God, that he is so abundantly a blessed. Godless schools will teach to hate our nation. Public education will teach to hate our nation. Christian education will teach res respecting those in authority. Public education will teach to hate and disrespect authority. Christian education will teach the truth about history. Public education will teach false history based on some agenda that they have. Christian education will teach the gospel of Jesus Christ and teach the gospel to the world and the Great Commission. And public education will teach 
some other gospel to the world. Our nation is crying out for godly men and, men and women to take a stand for righteousness. Last night, we had a lot of people here. I'm just going to say that. People are trying to estimate what the numbers were. We have 500, over 500 students enrolled here at OCA this year. Um, the balconies were full. The floors were full last night. And it did not include a lot of the uh, parents from other, uh, from I think um, elementary, if I'm not mistaken. There were probably 1,000, 1,100, 1,200 people here last night. And many of those parents, I'm not going to say many, but a good number of those parents have never been into a church before. They've never even been into an auditorium. That last night was probably the first time they've ever been in an auditorium before. They don't know the churchy words, like things like getting saved. They don't have a clue. They don't know what it means. Save from what? They, many of them probably don't know what the word gospel is and what it actually means to you and I. We are on a mission field. Many of these kids are coming from those public schools that we just talked about. They've come with those philosophies on race. They've come with those philosophies on different sexes other than a man and a woman. And I would ask you as believers tonight that you need to pray for Ocala Christian Academy like you've never prayed before. Like you've never prayed before. You need to stay on your knees for Ocala Christian Academy. There is a mission field here in Ocala, Florida. And I want to remind you, Ocala, Florida, this is in the south. This should be, there should be, there's churches on every corner. There are people coming to our school that's never been in a church in their life that's coming into this school. So we're kind of, I mean, the world, the, the Christians are missing the Great Commission. And I'm asking you tonight to do everything, every single day, please keep Ocala Christian Academy in your prayer. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer.